0: Welcome to the Pharma Forum podcast. My name is Dominic Tire, and I'm Pharma Forum's creative and editorial director. In episode 22, Novartis's Stephen Baird talks about how COVID-19 will change the face of company culture now and in the future. We look at how Novartis's own operations had to change in response to the pandemic and the challenges that presented him as its chief people and organization officer. Stephen also talks about how his company's culture has already changed in response to COVID-19 and what he thinks the virus means for farmers' future working practices. You can find more details of this episode, including a download link for the podcast and information about other installments in the series at farmerforum.com forward slash podcast. The Farmer Forum podcast is also available on iTunes, Spotify, Acast and Stitcher, where you can find and subscribe to it by searching for Pharma Forum. So, Stephen, thank you very much for joining the Pharma Forum podcast. I wonder if we could start with uh, uh, looking at how Novartis's operations have had to change in response to COVID-19.
1: Hi, Dominic. Uh, yes, like I think any company we. Also had to make quite some adjustments. For us there were two things that were very important. Uh, on the one hand we wanted to make sure we could uh, continue the, the supply of medicines to patients uh, because many patients uh, well-being depends on having access to their medicine. And then on the other hand of course the, the well-being and the safety Uh, of our uh, own employees. We have three categories or three personas in our uh, uh, workforce. There are the people that work in our laboratories and our manufacturing plants to discover and manufacture drugs. Those jobs obviously can't be done from home. And there we we made all kinds of adjustments to ensure that they could work safely uh, and also adapt to uh, childcare needs, uh, crossing borders, and, and all of that. Uh, secondly, we have the, the group of people that work in an office environment, and there uh, we immediately, like any company, switch to working from home. Uh, and we learned a lot along the way uh, what the uh, psychological needs were from our people, because what we wanted to do is make sure we take away their stress, their anxiety, so that they feel optimally prepared to focus on uh, coming up with solutions to the challenges that they face. Because ultimately, they are the closest to uh, the customer, they're the closest to the issue, and they have the the best uh, experience to come up with solutions. And that ranged in in many ways from... Practical tips on, on how to work from home and use them as teams, but also learning possibilities. Uh, Childcare support, uh, even uh, an app that we launched to help them with their um, mental and physical uh, uh, challenges in, in adjusting to this new environment. And then there is uh, the people that call on our customers uh, who work in the field. Uh, for them, it it was important that they stayed home so that we don't put an extra burden on the healthcare system because, of course, we call on healthcare practitioners. And there we, we've seen a, a tremendous uptake and in innovation in uh, a digital way of engaging, whether that was a clinical trial monitoring or whether those were uh, our customer representatives. There we've seen that we uh, have uh, seen a tremendous uh, acceleration of digital engagements and, and innovation. And when did those sort of plans begin
0: to, to kick in? We've seen quite a, a rapid uh, spread, of course, of, of the disease and uh, on, on on a global level. When did Novartis begin um, taking major steps in, in response to the, what became an emerging pandemic?
1: Yeah, as, as a company, uh, we have always had pandemic preparedness plans, um, but as soon as uh, we started uh, to see the situation develop in China. We, we took measures not just to support the organization in China, but also anticipated that this could go uh, global. Uh, a lot of our people uh, have worked uh, previously in uh, vaccines and diagnostics. Uh, and uh, so we, we definitely didn't underestimate it. So as of January, we started to learn, to experiment and i would say that the experience of managing the situation in china has proven to be a, a real benefit uh, when in march the entire world went into uh, lockdown uh, and now uh, again the, the the china experience is proving to be useful as europe is gradually returning uh, to the place uh, and so again we we, we, we continue to, to use a very careful balance between protecting the health and the well-being of our employees whilst making sure we can continue to supply those medicines. And in, in terms of
0: uh, just that, that point, uh, the protection of the health and well-being of, of your employees, um, as you mentioned, there'll be a large number of uh, Novartis employees working in laboratories or manufacturing that it's just, it's not something that can be done working from home. What what sort of um, protective uh, and safety measures did, did you need to put in place for, for, uh, for those employees?
1: It's interesting. Uh, we have, as a company, a culture of uh, curious, inspired and unbossed. And this became very, very relevant because, um, first of all, I think it's very important in situations like this to bring back the, the purpose of why are we in existence. And for us, this is, of course, all about uh, improving and extending people's lives. For, for people, it was very important to understand what I do is important and it matters so that they care about, I need to make sure that those patients still get those medicines. At the same time, you then see that uh, the, the basic pyramid uh, of uh, Maslow's needs kicks in. People are worried about their own safety. People are worried about uh, their health, but also of that of their family. We saw schooling uh, closures, and you name it. So, a lot of the measures were not just about the physical safety, but also creating mental uh, bandwidth, uh, psychological safety for yeah. our associates. So, of course, in, in In the labs, uh, we're used to working with uh, protective uh, gear. A lot of our manufacturing sites are sterile environments. So luckily, the skills and the familiarity uh, with uh, uh, taking precautionary measures are very high in those environments. But there we had to really make sure that uh, at-risk uh, groups uh, would stay home, that we would uh, have uh, sufficient shift work and backup situations. But also we had to often step in because a lot of the, the workers, uh, their children were suddenly at home. We, we have a lot of uh, sites that are close to a border and, Across border workers and initially it was hard for those people to get uh, across the border so we had to take some extra measures in terms of childcare support we even saw a situation where some of our office workers uh, helped out in the packaging department voluntarily uh, but they wanted to make sure we would continue to ship uh, our products in uh, our office and our uh, sales organization one of the first things we did is actually guarantee job safety. Uh, We uh, committed to no layoffs related to COVID. We paused any ongoing restructuring programs because we we noticed that there was so much stress in the system that we had uh, to already help people by at least giving them some reassurance about job safety. Then we quickly saw that people needed some support with uh, homeschooling for their kids, for example. And there we we found this uh, amazing uh, non-for-profit Khan Academy Uh, and so we we raised the awareness about that. But we also made a donation uh, to Khan Academy uh, because it was just a great tool to help our associates and other people in the world uh, to do homeschooling when schools were not ready. We uh, did all kinds of specific initiatives, uh, whether those were recognition payments, whether those were uh, trainings on how to stay connected with colleagues in a virtual world, every time on the basis of input from our associates. Because our belief is that best people to come up with solutions are our people, and therefore the role of management and the role of leadership is to be in support of your people. So you listen to them, you understand what their needs are, and as leaders, you come up with solutions to support your people and in in terms
0: of um maybe ex- expanding the company's workforce or just replacing uh, positions that that maybe become vacant it, is is Novartis still recruiting uh, are you still looking to to bring new people on e- even with all this uh, th- this disruption going on
1: uh, we are uh, we have also at the same time asked our uh, hiring managers to take a critical look so in uh, in the last month, we, we still hired and virtually onboarded more than a thousand people. Now we, we've asked our managers, as I said, to, to take a close look uh, as nobody can anticipate today what the new normal will look like. Will we uh, have a need for, for different skills? Uh, will work fundamentally change? So uh, as a result of that, Uh, We are doing a learning session with all of our associates of, hey, what have you learned in the last eight weeks? What is something uh, that you want to keep going forward versus what is something uh, that that you also want to stop doing that we were doing in the old world and maybe in the future uh, is no longer needed. That will uh, possibly have a change on the mix of skills uh, that we will need. And therefore, we have also suggested to uh, our hiring managers to slow down the hiring, but we have not imposed a hire freeze.
0: And if we turn now to look at uh, Novartis's own um, company culture, you've touched a little bit on uh, some of the, the key points within this, but... Have you seen the company culture needed to change in response to COVID-19?
1: Well, today I would say that I'm super happy and lucky that we uh, embarked on a deep and uh, rigorous culture change program almost two years ago, Mm. uh, in the sense that I don't underestimate how much COVID is testing that culture, and we, we see that, luckily, uh, the, the choices we've made two years ago are starting to pay off. Specifically, we're a business that is all about innovation, we're constantly trying to find uh, solutions to our common enemy, which is disease, whatever disease it is. Mm-hmm. And so therefore, our most important uh, asset is uh, the human brain, the innovative thinking of our people. We've been inspired by Dan Pink's Drive uh, book, which basically analyzes what really motivates knowledge workers. And it was interesting to see that a lot of uh, management concepts uh, date back to the industrial revolution, but that in reality, for knowledge workers, there's three things that really matter. It comes down to uh, a purpose, uh, it comes down to mastery, so developing new skills, and it comes down to uh, a level of autonomy, feeling that you have uh, the possibility to make decisions. We've translated that into uh, inspired, curious, and unboss, uh, which are uh, essential to the company, of course, in combination with integrity. But so, for us, being driven by a clear purpose Secondly, have a learn-it-all culture where you're constantly hungry to learn new things. And then Unbossed is a belief that in today's world that is so complex, the solution is always with the team never with the boss. Uh, there's always more information if you have a diverse team that feels safe and in, uh, included and comes up with ideas. We, we've been working hard, therefore, to to, to build that empowered culture, to uh, install that, uh, learn it all uh, mindset, and, and stimulate that curiosity and connect our people to our purpose. Today, that is really paying off because COVID is so complex, is throwing so many challenges uh, at any organization, that the idea that you can manage this crisis by having a strong person at the head of the table managing this in a command and control way would be naive. The only way you navigate through this is having uh, 108,000 brains committed to coming up with the many solutions we need for the many challenges that we face. And so a curious mindset, an empowered mindset, uh, and all of that with a commitment to to a purpose is really proving to be uh, our formula uh, to success uh, during these days. And and, uh, amid all of this uh, crisis, as you say, of of such
0: complexity, on on a personal level, what sort of challenges have have you found you've been presented with in, in your role? I think it's, uh, it's, it's, it's a very good question. And
1: the initial reflex is, uh, fear, I would say, of life. I have never had to deal with something as difficult, uh, and complex as this. I will never forget the day that we made the decision, uh, to, uh, basically close the offices. And, uh, I, I came home and I looked pale and my wife said, what's up? I said, We've just decided to send 100,000 people home. Uh, So the the initial feeling is one of discomfort, but then very quickly, you need to practice what you preach uh, is the belief that the solution is within the team, the belief that if you offer people a holding, if you offer people a perspective. Uh, and if you remove obstacles for your team, then you will come up with solutions. So what uh, was important is that very early on, I assembled uh, a diverse team of uh, uh, people that really have expertise on, on the key uh, things that we had to manage. That I freed them up from uh, their tasks so that they have bandwidth and capacity to do that. And then that we brought the function together, uh, our own function, but also the other functions uh, with which we had to co- uh, collaborate closely, and so uh, a very regular uh, communication, buying time, so taking input from the organization, resisting the urge to answer immediately, but say, let us understand this problem, let let us look into it, and uh, we will come back to you tomorrow with a with an answer, because often. Uh, the solutions you implement are not just a solution for a day, but for months, possibly for, for two years. And so it was always important for us to, and for me to find that balance. Yeah. Uh, in, in the, to answer your question, I have learned again that you can't do this alone, but that when you have a great team and you ask the right questions and you offer them the support that you will be, and I was super impressed and surprised by the innovative thinking and, and the, the creative uh, solutions that, that people come forward with. Thank you, Stephen. So uh, I'd like to
0: wind up this episode of the Pharma Forum podcast by uh, asking you to look, uh, look into the future and tell me a bit about what impact you think COVID-19 is going to have on pharmaceutical companies in, in the long term.
1: It's a great question and I wish I could predict the future if you had done this podcast four months ago with me, I would definitely not have been able to predict uh, that we would be in this situation today. Uh, But if anything, uh, I think first of all, uh, I believe that the pharmaceutical industry will be part uh, of the solution that we're looking for, whether that's with an antibody, uh, whether that's with an antiviral or whether that's with a vaccine. specifically in terms of the future of work, uh, I would uh, see a few things. For for Novartis, it's definitely a reason to uh, double down and accelerate our culture change uh, in in the sense that learning and that constant curiosity is more important than ever. Uh, that commitment to a purpose uh, and that belief that the solution is with the team is, is more relevant than ever. I also think that uh, how we work will now accelerate. Uh, in There were many bad things about COVID, but I've learned from a, a lot of colleagues that they actually appreciated the virtual work, that they appreciated having more time with colleagues, that they learned that they don't need to jump on the plane. Whether that's uh, a good thing for the environment or whether that's a good thing for work-life balance, I think it will be a reality. So we are looking at a more distributed uh, workforce uh, where people can do their job where and when uh, they want. Uh, We don't need to come into the office every day to to do the job. So in the short term, even as our offices reopen, uh, we have uh, invited people back, but we've been very clear nobody is obliged to come back. And I think that will continue uh, in in the future. Uh, I would definitely anticipate that in the years to come, we will see far more distributed uh, work models than than we've seen before. And and I'm optimistic about
0: that. It's great great to hear some um, uh, positives coming out of the, the current crisis. So, Stephen, thank you very much for joining me on the Pharma Forum podcast.
1: Thank you, Dominic. All the best.
0: And that brings us to the end of this episode of the Pharma Forum podcast with Novartis' Stephen Baird on how COVID-19 will change the face of company culture. You can find more details of this episode, including a download link for the podcast and information about other instalments in the series at pharmaforum.com forward slash podcast. The Pharma Forum podcast is also available on iTunes, Spotify, Acast and Stitcher, where you can find and subscribe to it by searching for Pharma Forum. And don't forget to visit our website to sign up for daily or weekly email pharmaceutical news and analysis bulletins. And follow us on Twitter, where we are at PharmaForum.